Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cosman. Our guest today is Ian. So Ian, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do and where you live. Sure. Uh, my name is Ian Pitkoff. Uh, I'm the owner of Live to Fish. Um, currently, we are a trademark company as well, too, uh, that uh, we're trying to spread the word. And uh, uh, goals for this is I want to grow this into a, uh, a large company um, where I can find all of my uh, decals on cars, shirts everywhere. Uh, have a really good social media presence. And one of my main goals that I want to do for this is uh, I also want to give back to uh, to youth as well, too, and support a lot of the youth with uh, uh, you've got a lot of young men with uh, who need support with uh, uh, fishing in these large tournaments. I'd like to support some of the local uh, schools for uh, uh, fishing clubs. And I'd really like to spend some time and help out uh, with some of the profits I make from this to help out the youth. It's amazing. And that's a great story. So I guess in terms of helping young people out how do you inspire or encourage someone to start fishing you know it's actually uh not that hard um you know right now i get more enjoyment actually watching kids fish than fishing myself as i'm getting older here um but uh you know i'll take them out my boat and uh, we'll go offshore and uh you know for a kid the first time to hook into a grouper and they find out that they're almost getting pulled off the boat it changes their tune immediately um, and then you watch all the kids want the fishing rod right away. It's usually uh, that first hook set, uh, that first big fight with a fish and landing it uh, will change a kid's day. It really does. Uh, so generally for me now, I sit on the boat, I watch the kids fish. And then when they're doing well, I put on my dive equipment. I go in and I start spearfishing. <laughs> So that's, it's, it's pretty exciting. I like watching the kids face small. That's really cool. So would you say that today, I feel like so many kids have trouble with short um, attention spans, that they have trouble, you know, staying focused or paying attention, you know, for in terms of fishing, because fishing is to be very patient, right? So do you think that kids today are more interested or less interested than kids maybe 10, 15 years ago? I would probably say less interested. And I look back at myself as a kid, you know, my father was very big on um, doing homework and studies and, and uh, make sure you get all your homework done right when you come home from school and he worked nights. I would come in the house very quietly, open up the front door, put my book bag down and run to the garage, grab my fishing rod and take off and not do my homework. So we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of this technology. Uh, you know, my parents still hit the dinner bell to find me somewhere in the woods running around uh, to come home. So we didn't have all the distractions as a kid uh, for me that I see with the kids nowadays. Um, you know, I, I I I go out now and you you start fishing with the kids and I just watch them on their phones the entire time, uh, just not paying attention to what's going around them. So I say, yeah, the attention spans, I think, are a little bit different uh, than what I was used to when I grew up. So I would agree. Cool. So, uh, by the way, um, uh, what inspired you? By, what inspires you to start this business? So a uh, little background. Actually, uh, this is the second go around for this company, believe it or not. Um, mm -hmm. I actually lost a $20 million company. Um, I was managing about half a million items online. Uh, then we opened up Live to Fish. We had a uh, beautiful fishing mm -hmm. store here in Hudson, Florida. We were doing boat work. Um, we were doing everything from boat electronics, stereo systems, um, you name it. And uh, uh, we were doing really well with the company. Live to Fish was spread out. I had it in other countries. I had it all over the uh -huh. US. Um, we felt like we really made it big time when we saw one of our decals uh, on a DUI stop uh, for uh, um, live PD. 
Um, and we're like, oh, that guy's in our shop all the time. We're watching on national television, our sticker on the back of his car. We're all laughing. Um, but we were doing really well with this. And uh, uh, we had a really good following. Uh, my decals are still all over the cars here. I see it all the time. Um, what happened is I was running an e-commerce company managing about 250,000 items online through Amazon, eBay, Jet, uh, websites, um, price grabber. I, don't, I can't even remember all the third-party sites we were on. Um, but I got fed a bad file. I was drop shipping as well, too. And I got fed a bad file from a Fortune 250 company that was stealing from America. And uh, I lost millions of dollars like that overnight uh, with just falsified shipping weights. So I fought this company in court for uh, about a year and a half. And I ran out of money. I gave it everything I had trying to prove a point, And uh, I walked out with my lid to fish shirt. And that was about what I walked away from. Then from there, two years went by, wasn't doing anything with it. And uh, I'm out to dinner at uh, Beef O'Brady's sitting there. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone came in and they were wearing my lid to fish shirt two years down the road. And he's like, hey, Ian, you remember me? And I'm like, oh, awesome. How are you? Yeah, I remember you in the shop all the time. Um, <laughs> sitting down next to me in a shirt was completely disgusting and dirty. And he says, Ian, I need new lid fish shirts. That's what he said to me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to redo this. And so about <laughs> eight months ago, I fired this thing back up, uh, built the website through Shopify, started trying to find mm -hmm. all the old drawings, figure out the content, rebuilt the site set up a little fulfillment center um, and just started from there. Um, and that's kind of, uh, it was a young man with a dirty lid to fish shirt that inspired me to start over again and, and, and get it back up and running. Cool, cool, seriously, seriously, this is cool. So do you think like this is uh, your business and profession as well, but uh, you learned something from this business, from this field, particularly that one cannot learn from some other business? Absolutely, uh, I'll tell you the most important thing I would tell you is, don't drop ship. Uh, make sure you have your own inventory in house. If you don't have it, don't sell it. You know, rely on your own scales. Uh, rely on yourself. Do not rely on another company to feed you information because half of it is uh, um, it's just it, most people don't put the work in to make sure everything's correct. And so I would definitely say just check your own data uh, and just have everything in house. And then figure out how to sell to the consumer and then figure out how to sell to, um, you know, business to business and make sure that it is uh, the same type of money in the end. So, like, for instance, if I'm going to sell to the consumer, I want to make sure that the business I'm selling to has the opportunity to sell it at the same price that I am. So everybody feels uh, they're on a fair playing field. And uh um, and I probably my best advice I could give. So in terms of B2B, what does that look like for you? So I just got into my first boating store and I've got a few others that are interested in putting my products on their floor. Um, and so it was pretty simple. I built an Excel file with everything that I had, uh, went to the website with them, brought them, you know, uh, all of my shirts. I have a good following already. Uh, so it made it very simple to get into a, a boating store uh, with uh, with the Live to Fish brand. I think the uh, just the name Live to Fish itself uh, uh, resonates with anybody who owns a boat or anybody out uh, uh, running in the waters. And uh, uh, it protects you from the sun with UV protection. And uh, I think it was just a very easy uh, situation to get into the boating stores. Awesome. So what was your strategy to reach these stores? Did you call them, email? Like what, like what did that look like for you? They called me. 
um, wow. which actually was really nice. And I haven't really put, I haven't given it 150%, which I'm getting ready to start putting some more effort into this, but it was actually a very simple situation. And I also say being organized, uh, helping a store uh, get set up properly, helping a store purchase the right products that are going to help them sell, um, making sure that you're there to support them, answer the phones, work for them. Um, and I think it'll just pay itself off over time. Um, a lot of manufacturers want to come in, they sell a product into a store, and then you never hear from them again, unless you're spending more money. Um, I think that's a wrong thing to do. Um, I think you just need to stay in touch with them, support them, um, you know, be willing to make a few sacrifices here and there if things are not working out to make sure that your brand is doing well there out in the streets. That makes sense. So in terms of, you know, getting your product out, you know, or just in general selling your, your products, what have you noticed in terms of some of the trends in 2023 that are different compared to when you were doing this business before? Hmm, that's a good question. I really don't see that there is much of a difference between, uh, I mean, I'm talking three years ago uh, and we were doing extremely well. And uh, same thing that I see happened in uh, three years back is starting to happen again here in the same pace. Um, and I am not spending money on advertising. I am doing things more of a word of mouth. I want to drive people back to my website. I don't want to use Amazon and, and Walmart and give my money away and they can have my content. That's just not going to happen. Um, I'd like to do everything to my website, do everything through, uh, you know, uh, retail stores. And I kind of want to stick to that concept. Uh, until I can uh, generate enough revenue to open up uh, my fishing store again. That's awesome. Yeah, I, we always talk to people. We always think that's the best strategy is to do it through your own website, not eBay, not Amazon, because they're charging also so much in fees. But as you mentioned, this issue with data, controlling things that you don't want them to control can be a huge problem. Amazon probably stole about 70,000 items of unique content that we built back in the day. And then they cut you out. So they cut you out. So if you're redistributing products, They'll figure out uh, through data what is working and doing well, and then they'll go make a deal with the manufacturer. The manufacturers always sell out to Amazon, and then all the little guys end up losing out after they've built the business for that. So in terms of trends, uh, just regarding fishing in general, what are you seeing right now that people should know about in the industry? Um, I would say, uh, you know, um, I find unique products uh, of private labeling, um, fishing rods, private labeling reels. Um, I find that, you know, I have a very good friend of mine and his son is one of the uh, top uh, uh, bass fishermen in the state of Florida. And he's now competing in nationals uh, for a big bass tournament. But, you know, talking to all these young kids, they all like the, uh, the small companies with a private label name. That's not Penn, that's not Shimano, that's not all of the big names out there. So. I find that a lot of the young kids are trying to find something that is not sitting in the mainstream, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So do you see people going more towards products that are made in the USA compared to made in China? Is that, is that a big difference nowadays? Yeah. So in the fishing industry, made in the USA is always a big thing that uh, is always brought up. But unfortunately, um, nothing's really made in the USA. Uh, you know, though everybody orders their products from, you know, Thailand, Pakistan, um, India, China, um, and they get them over here and then they'll do whatever they do to their fishing rod, private label it, and they call it made in the USA. And uh, I find that very comical 
Um, but that's generally what's happening with most products that are sitting here in the market. So really nothing's major anymore. Right. And if it is, it's uber expensive. No, that's for sure. So I guess you mentioned your website. I guess how well are you using technology nowadays for your business? So um, I'm sorry, repeat that question one more time. So uh, we're, we're a tech company, so we always ask this question. You mentioned that you have a website, but I guess like in what other ways is technology, you know, part of your day-to-day -day life when it comes to running your business? So I would say overall, there's been a lot of improvements over the last five years with uh, online stores. Uh, like Shopify, for instance. So five or six years ago, most of these web stores did not incorporate shipping. We had to go out, uh, create our own shipping contracts with UPS, FedEx, DHL, and then play the game going back and forth and who could give you the best shipping rates, um, which was a very complicated process. Most people never understood uh, what a UPS contract meant or you know, dimensional weight, uh, residential extra, uh, they just never understood uh, a contract. So Amazon started doing uh, shipping and included it in there. And what made it difficult is if you went through Amazon or Walmart, used their shipping rates, you're losing your own volume for your own web store to ship out stuff on your own and you lose that ability. So we used to always contract with UPS and FedEx directly, negotiate our own rates down as low as we possibly could and use our own rates so that way we could ship out their own web store. Uh, now Shopify's rates or a few other uh, websites that are out there or uh, they all offer uh, shipping rates now. So you can pretty much, and they're pretty competitive right now. So I don't need to go out and go uh, try to plug in uh, my UPS account into a Shopify store anymore. So you're able to put something on a scale, uh, ship it out and you get the right right there on the screen. And it rate shops for you as well too, where rate shopping didn't happen back in the day. You basically had to compare between UPS, the post office, DHL, and see who gave you the best rate on a product going to I don't know, North Dakota, for instance, in a residential area. Today, Shopify does all that for you and allows you to pick uh, the lowest rate possible to ship it to the client within the time frame that that client had asked for. No, yeah, that's awesome. What would you say, you know, in terms of Shopify, just your website in general, I guess like some of your pain points in terms of where it could be improved? Uploading products from Shopify to uh, um, some of the other sites is a little painful uh, and it takes a little bit of time. Uh, Shopify does not connect with uh, a Walmart or an Amazon at this point. There is no API connection between the two. Uh, that can be if somebody wants to expand and use Amazon or Walmart from those third party stores, it doesn't doesn't work very well. Uh, sometimes it is. And, also, if you are using like a um, like a solid commerce or a Java or a inventory management system, um, if you are spread out, let's say over more than one sales channel, let's say you're in a Shopify in your web store and you're in a Walmart, you're in an eBay, you're in something else. If you don't pick the right web store, third party uh, inventory management systems to do the shipping for you will not connect to your website. And so sometimes things may be very difficult if you don't know from the beginning as you expand and it becomes a lot of work to fix all that. Yeah, that's for sure. So are you looking at other, you know, trends in terms of technologies like AI or blockchain? You know, have you thought about that just in general um, to help improve efficiency day to day for your business? To be honest with you, no, I have not. I actually looked a little bit into it. I don't know enough yet or I haven't read enough or spent enough time digging into it to see how AI could, uh, 
help me improve, uh, you know, whether it's uh, increased sales or exposure uh, or driving traffic to the site. I haven't really uh, uh, dug into that enough to uh, speak intelligently. So, by the way, connecting Shopify with other platforms is another gap that you mentioned, like whatever you are going to mention, many people are going to view this and uh, this these discussions are going to fill these gaps. So that's that's a good point i believe uh but i hope you you are doing you are doing good with the shopify uh website and uh, i'm not sure how much uh how much expansion you are uh, you are expecting in next few months maybe like six months so like in in this uh, expansion there might be many things involved like other than this this uh, website as well like uh, there, there will be many things uh, involved that are offline off the technology of the internet as well so what do you think where do you see your business after six months uh in, in next six months i am hoping to be i really want to focus on retail stores is really what i want to focus to help spread the word not having a retail store selling something off a website can be a little bit more difficult especially in clothing and hats and those type of things without seeing it in person. So I really want to focus on uh, getting into more retail stores uh, and that will always help drive uh, and, and build your uh, audience in that way. And they can physically touch the shirts, touch the hats, uh, you know, play with decals uh, or whatever other products, uh, you know, uh, cups and uh, uh, anything else for that matter added to the list. So I really want to focus on getting it more in retail stores. Yeah, hey, that's good. But uh, this thing is oh, great. Hello. I'm sorry. I didn't even know I wasn't on the whole time. Sorry about <laughs> no this. worries. Yeah, no worries. No, no worries. So, uh, by the way, uh, it, it, it gives me a sense like you are, you have a lot information about this industry in fact in this industry people are not very much active in on I, I believe people are not that much active on the internet they are not that much focused i believe and uh, this thing reduces the encouragement for the new entrepreneurs this is my perception it can be wrong so what do you think about it i would say for new entrepreneurs coming on you got to learn by mistakes there is no college course for this stuff uh yeah. there's nothing you just got to go in you got to read you got to put the work in um and i have probably thrown more money on a campfire trying to learn this game uh than you could imagine um i mean there's days i've lost thirty thousand dollars in a day on uh making a simple mistake i will tell you my first day of learning this stuff uh i'll never forget we did back in the day i did i'll go back to amazon it's the gorilla in the room the first day we went Amazon to figure out the power of online and sales, we took a uh, a simple pen that was maybe uh, a dollar at my cost, and I put it on Amazon for seventy five cents just to see what would happen. It was a popular pen; I didn't understand it. And I think I sold six hundred of them in a matter of like uh, uh, sixty seconds. And I'm hitting the button so fast to shut it off because I'm losing twenty five cents every time it comes through. And then I got to ship it to the clients. So I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And it just all, oh, I just watched the sale just ring right down the screen. I'm like, oh my gosh, my light bulb went on right there. Um, and then from there, I, I knew the power of the internet and uh, selling products online. And that was, that was, uh, that was actually a very interesting day. And I think I lost probably 300 bucks that day trying to just understand uh, what was going on. And then from there, uh, I really just started digging in and, and learning 
uh, everything I possibly could online, how to upload things through Excel files. Uh, and uh, it just continued to grow from there. So what would you say, you know, one lesson that you could, you know, somebody's listening to this, like it's just getting started. Because you, know, you mentioned you had a business that was very successful and then you had to close it down. Now you're starting again. Like, what is the biggest thing that you've learned that you wish you could have told your younger self? I wish I could have started earlier. I wish I had my knowledge today and go back. Um, but um, probably the biggest thing I could say uh, with anybody is uh, figure out how to skip wholesalers. Cut out the wholesalers, figure out how to uh, get your own company name, get your own trademark, uh, get your own logos. Bring everything in-house and figure out how to market it and get it out there on your own and skip the wholesalers. Sell to the wholesalers. Sell to the end users. Sell to the retail stores. Uh, skip the wholesale market. And I think that would uh, uh, it would help out a lot of people um, avoid some hard lessons. But do you think that avoiding wholesale, I feel like for a lot of companies, it's like a pretty difficult thing. Um, you know, or somebody who's just getting started. Like, is that something that you think is feasible for you know, I just say, I don't know, somebody starting from square one, you know, mm -hmm. is that like an easy thing? Or I guess like, how would somebody go about that? It's well, if you are going in and you're running a website or you're selling, you know, uh, in third party sites and you go to a wholesale, you probably have, uh, let's just say in America, you probably got, you're competing with 200 different companies doing the same thing online. So you start taking this stuff online. Uh, we call it a race to zero. So Everybody puts repricing platforms on their website to help sell these products at a lower price than somebody else to entice somebody to buy from them. All you're doing is just racing to zero to make no money, make no money and sit on inventory, especially if you're just doing it online. What I would tell people is find a unique product, find something unique, find their own brand, find their own image and go that route. And uh, they'll find more success in trying to resell somebody else's product. That's cool. And uh, but look, looks like you are pretty knowledgeable about about this area. So I think why don't you give consultancy to the people, like maybe online consultation to the people who are following your steps? I could definitely do that. Uh, to be uh, open and honest, I'm building a lot of homes right now too for people. I do a lot of waterfront okay. homes. Uh, I estimate homes budget. Uh, and I'm building a lot of waterfront. I've got 18 waterfront projects that I'm actually building for clients right now. Um, so I'm very busy building uh, some very complicated homes for people right now. So, um, and it's very lucrative. And so I'm doing this and then, you know, taking my time and trying to build Live to Fish the right way with the right image uh, and, uh, you know, build all of my uh, uh, sales organically. I don't want to spend money out there uh, for advertising, those type of things. I'd like to build it organically. And so I'm really um, trying to build this the right way and do something a little bit different than what we did last time, just due to the fact that I don't have a retail store right now. That's smart. So I guess just to wrap, if we're going to have this conversation again in about three years, where could we see Lift to Fish being in that moment? I'm hoping you find it in every city on the back of someone's vehicle. I really do. And so that would be the goal. Um, I'd like to see... Uh, uh, my page, social media pages filling up with uh, everybody catching fish and showing their fish catches. Um, um, and I just, I would like to see if I could get myself and I'd like to be in every state in the U.S. I really would. That's so exciting. Well, we're, yeah, we're rooting for you, wishing you the best of luck. And we hope that it comes true. I mean, really, it's a cool slogan because to your point, lift to fish. I mean, how can you not love that slogan? You know, lift to fish. I mean, it's just, it's so simple and it's to the point. So wishing you the uh, best of luck and we're rooting for you.
Awesome. Hey, man, I really appreciate you guys very much. And I thank you for having me on today as well, too. And uh, I'll take all the support I possibly can get. Of course, of course. And, th and thank you for your time. So Awesome. And if you guys are in town here in Arapika, get on my boat. We'll do some fishing. Sounds great. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Good. Thank all you, right. guys. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.